HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. I'm Laura Stanley, host of Inside School Food. You are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. This is Dave Arnold, your host of Cooking Issues, coming to you live, almost at 12, on the Heritage Radio Network from Roberta's Pizzeria in Bushwick, Brooklyn. <laughs> Joined, as usual, with Nastasia of the Hammer Lopez. How you doing? Good. Yeah, we got Jack Jackie Molecules in the engineering booth. What's up? We got ice cream sandwiches on the way. Sandwiches, sandwiches, sandwiches. We also, uh, yeah. I think David's over there. Oh, in the booth did somebody well, say right? sandwiches? <laughs> yes. Well, we also <laughs> have, we also have Peter... Peter the Kim, Kim Master, Kim Wipe, the Captain Kim from the Museum of Food and Drink here for all of your food and drink. What's a Kim Wipe? A Kim Wipe is uh, the laboratory version of Kimball and Clark Kleenexes that are used in laboratory environments. Kim Wipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> Peter Kim just crossed the line, as usual, habitual line stepper, and made an obscene gesture in front of the fellow who luckily is texting, what? eating his pizza. Oh, man. Is there anything more depressing than a dude chugging a, a glass of red wine by himself Ooh. with a pizza texting? It's like if you're just having the glass you of red wine and, and the pizza. If it, maybe if it were like 7 o'clock, it'd be a little more for you. It's, yeah. it's noon on a Tuesday. It sounds like a, like a Billy Joel song. It's noon on a Tuesday. You should rewrite that. It's not. It's not uh, five o'clock on a Saturday. Whatever. What was it? Nine o'clock. I'm texting alone. <laughs> yeah. Peter. Peter's using his uh, flamenco skills, but many of you might not know because Nastasia, while she loves to share other people's personal information on the on the radio program, uh, doesn't share her own. It was her birthday yesterday. No, it was two days Sunday. ago. Yeah. Sunday. Same. Anyway. Every year. So Booker. Every year. Oh, so you don't want this stuff? That's from Booker, not from you. You don't want the stuff I got you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So Booker Booker wanted to get her Sour Patch Kids. Thank you. And then Dax wanted in on the action. So Thank yeah. you. And then, uh, uh, you know, Nastasia and I, our favorite um, shopping area is the As Seen on TV section of the local CVS. Uh, CVS or, well, Nastasia goes to CVS because it has close proximity to her. I go to a Rite Aid because, uh, you know, that mentioned this already? The new Rite Aid, like the Rite Aid, they've gone, um, their buyers aren't local. I didn't buy this, don't worry. But the, they're like... The, there's an entire section of garden tools in the in the lower Manhattan, like lower east side 
Rite Aid. There's a whole section of garden tools and like hose accessories for your pocket hose. Right. Don't get me started. There's like a there's like a it's called a hose holder. And like yeah yes, habitual line step repeater. But I was like, who the hell's gonna no, like? We're not in fancy parts of Manhattan like Nastasia, who's part of a community garden. Ain't nobody needing hose hose implements like actual garden hose implements down in, in my neighborhood. But I saw something that actually I've always wanted to buy because it horrifies me, but I can't buy it for my own use, so I got it for Nastasia, and oh, we'll no. talk about it. Oh, my God! Yeah, yeah, tell them what it is, Daz. <laughs> it's what the is Dump it? Meal Cookbook. It's the Dump Meal Cookbook. I have got, I have purchased Nastasia, the <laughs> Dump Meal Cookbook, and luckily, luckily, folks, in that same section, because I know that Nastasia Lopez does not have a crock pot. Hold on a second. Oh, no! Oh, oh no. wow! A New York apartment-sized Proctor Silex oh, tested proven Rite Aid bought crock pot. Oh my god! Perfect for two for you and Mark Stas. Oh, so like, god. I want you like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, so uh, you know, I think that like, and, and we'll see what the people in the chat room think. But so the idea of dump meal, dump, dump meal. What's the lady's name who wrote dump meals? Kathy Mitchell. Kathy Mitchell, author of Dump Meal, also had the uh, other cookbook, <laughs> Dump Cakes, Dump. Like, we gotta get her on the show. Yeah. So my point is, is that like it's kind of a horrifying concept. Buy buy like three cans of this and like a hunk of that. Throw it in the crock pot. Walk away. And then when you get home from work, you have a meal, right? I'm gonna try it. So anyway, so I think that people might enjoy Nastasia highlighting a recipe, maybe like once a week or something, making it like actually trying to eat it Nastasia Lopez style, and then come and breaking down the dump meal for us. I mean, maybe look, maybe in fact, I know this lady is making more money than we're ever going to make on anything that we do with the dump meals, and you know, like so, why are we worried around like all like we're all worried about little nuances of flavor and production and stuff? It's like no, just dump it, dump yeah. it in the. Have crock you pot. had an idea as good as dump meals? Uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> Uh, no, apparently I have not. <laughs> apparently I have not. The dump meal. So see, uh, maybe you can look through here while I we're talking. I would do a chili. Yeah, but for, no, you Whoa. won't because you Corn hate cumin. Well, two, yeah, bean, you two bean chili. I thought when you give a number like that, it has to be an odd number. She has a two bean chili in there? Yeah, it's a two Come bean. Come on, there's no such thing oh, as a two bean chili. Two bean chili. It has to be three, five, seven, you know, or something. You yeah. Go, you do an odd number. Yeah, how many beans in the salad? It's never like a... A two, two bean salad. salad four? Yeah. <laughs> no, four bean? No. It's no way. an odd number. Odd man. number of beans. This is like Peter the Same came... with beans and grains. Really? Grains as well? Yeah, multi-grain bread. You have 11 grain, 13 grain, 9 grain, never like 6 grain. It's true, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, but uh, sometimes, in other words, like if you only had two grains in it, you just wouldn't call it out. No, of course. You, you would multi-grain, maybe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no one has like duo grain. So here's one. Spicy orange chicken nuggets. So you put it all in the crock pot. Frozen popcorn chicken bites, oh, teriyaki mar- marinade, oh, my God. Uh, three fourth cup orange juice concentrate, uh, some orange marmalade, sriracha, and orange peel. Orange peel? Why are you going all fancy on me? All of a sudden, now you That's have that. That's optional. F- oh. <laughs> uh. right, we, have a few, we have a few things happening here. There's an ice cream sandwich delivery Woo. that just happened, and I also have Don Lee on the phone. Oh, so. all right. We'll take some Don Lee while we're uh, while we're getting the ice cream ready. All right, Don Lee, you were on the air. How's it going, Dave? Going all right. Going a little better now that Nastasia is cooking up something in the dump in the mm. in the dump pot. We should call it the crop. Well, speaking of yeah. speaking of bad business plans, I've got a business proposition for you that is worse than your Deli Belly plan. Oh, do, 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 have I ever spoken about Deli Belly on air? 
Does anyone remember whether I was spoken yes, about yes, Deli yes, Belly Dinner? Yes, Okay, okay, okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the idea is we go to places where there might be stuff in the local water that gives you severe gastrointestinal distress. We ship the water here to your locale and serve it to you in the comfort of your own home so that you can, you know, wrangle out your issues with your own toilet and your own doctor and then go travel with the impunity. That's the Deli Belly horrible, horrible, terrible idea. All right, go. So we take this to the next logical conclusion. Why get sick? Why not just have a fecal transplant? I oh. call it super poop. Super poop. Well, uh, have you read Mary Roach's excellent book, uh, Gulp? Yep. Yeah. So in there she discusses uh, – Mary Roach, excellent author, by the way. I like uh, Her books are phenomenal. She's a very funny writer uh, on science topics. Discusses uh, poop transplants, and that fits in Peter quite well with your farm to t- toilet kind of uh, thinking for the museum. But do you really, so you actually want to make a business of this? Don't you still need to get people sick well, before I, you? I think you need to take one for the team, go everywhere, drink all the tap water everywhere, and create the ideal flora fauna in your system, and then market your poop as the super poop. Wow, that is so hardcore. Like, uh, that might be the grossest thing we've That's, ever yeah. discussed. Yep. Do, do, we have a, do we have a bell for the grossest thing no, ever discussed on? I don't think I have a bell for that. I don't know. Like a gross bell? I'm like... Wow. I just have this. <laughs> is there I, such a thing, Jack? Is there that. such a thing, Jack, as a sad cowbell? A sad cowbell? I don't know. I'm trying to imagine what a sad cowbell would Let's sound Let's see. Like. Let's see if I can do it. No, mm, that's still, not really still it. Too, it's too, yeah. Still too, like it needs to be like, uh, like muted somehow. Yeah. yeah, we'll work on it. We'll work on the sad cowbell for you. Yeah, that's, that's even sadder, juicy. right? That fits super poop. That's what you. Would that's sound more like, like a bowel movement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. All right, Don. You got anything else for us? Otherwise, I got to go eat some ice cream sandwiches. Uh, I just want to do a quick rant to say that I'm really mad at uh, all this native advertising I'm seeing. I just found out that uh, Hellman's Mayo has uh, trademarked the term strange witch and is getting celebrities to talk about weird sandwiches. What? Hashtag strange witch. Wait, what? First of all, what the hell is a strange witch? Any sandwich that's odd? Apparently. Do you put ma- you do, do you put mayonnaise? Mayo. Do you put mayonnaise on a Cuban sandwich? I I didn't know that that was a thing, and then I heard some people were like, "No, you got to put you got to put mayonnaise on a Cuban." What are your thoughts, guys? Mayonnaise on a Cuban? Nope. I don't know. No, no. I like I like mayonnaise uh, quite a bit. Uh, I, I I from time to time will purchase the Hellman's, which is uh, known as um, uh, Best Foods mayonnaise for those of you who are west of the Rockies. Uh, I think it's just west of the Rockies. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I think about that. I don't think sandwiches should be strange. I think sandwiches should be delicious. That's my feeling. Do a search on Twitter for strange. You'll see a lot of advertising. Most recently, uh, Patrick Harris just posted something. I love that guy, but why is he shilling for elements? I don't know. I like Neil Patrick Harris as well, so I'm going to assume that he just likes the product. I will. I will do some research, Don, on Neil Patrick Harris's uh, sandwiching, uh, sandwiching stuff. But in my mind. Uh, Doogie Hauser can do no wrong. I mean, from Doogie Hauser to Starship Troopers, you guys are Neil, Neil Patrick. No, you want to hear this strange witch he made? All right. Hellman's, peppers, garlic, thyme, allspice, and coconut. That's first of all, what kind of peppers? Well, first of all, what kind of peppers? Does it matter? I mean, and what kind of coconut? What are we talking here? I can't think of any combination of like those things. Unsweetened, desiccated good. coconut? I mean, it's kind of like a neutral thing. I mean, think of it. You use that all the time in savory, right? So what do we got here? What kind of peppers? 
I don't know. It's, it's also worse than that. It's not bread. It's on tostones. Oh, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good idea. I mean, who knows? Maybe it tastes good. Not a sandwich. Tostone is not a tostone is not sandwiched sized. It's a cracker sized. Peter, do you consider something between two pieces of cracker a sandwich? You don't want to get me started on this, but uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah, no. So, are we adding leavening it to the sandwiched? It is. Oh, that's very strong. What are your feelings on? Do you require leavening for a sandwich? I think there's a continuum, and I would say leavening puts it in the more sure camp of being a sandwich. Right. So, in other words, say, there's a gray area. I say no. You say you you, you, s- you, you, you got to take into account the the bread of uh, suffering of affliction, matzah. Yeah, but they didn't have time to make a sandwich. They're running through the desert trying to escape. They didn't have time to make a sandwich. They didn't have, they didn't have time to make bread. Wait, 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 they wait, happened to put some meat between two matzah to carry it, so it's easier to eat in the desert while running from the Egyptians. Can you uh, deny them their? I don't know. They they they, 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 they had to bake the bread within like ten minutes of the water hitting the flour. They're not going to have time to sit there and slice the pickles and put on the mayonnaise and all that other stuff. You know what I mean? I think you're like you're out. You know, you're supposed to be. If it's affliction, you're, the sandwich is like a height of delicious, right? So like, if it's supposed to be affliction, what the hell are you doing? You can't. You, no, no. I mean, no, no. My point of view. On I this like is cream this. cheese on a matzah. Though, if you have unleavened bread, but it's but the shape of the way you're structuring this thing is actually a sandwich, like a slice of unleavened bread and then stuff that you would normally put in a sandwich, and then a slice of unleavened bread on top. That could qualify as a sandwich. However, the other, but if it's wrapped around it, then I think you're starting to move into more like burrito. Look, here's another thing. Here's another thing I'm going to add, right? Like, whether or not something is technically a sandwich is kind of moot. And by the way, we need to get to these ice cream sandwiches that are going to go. But the, the point is, is that there are sandwiches that maybe are sandwiches, but they suck. And here's why. A sandwich, you should be able to pick it up. Because remember, open-faced sandwiches are what? Not sandwiches. Because they're literally not sandwiched. They are a layered pro- – they're, 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 it's topped. It's like – I don't know. Uh, point is, is that you should be able to lift a sandwich in the air and take a bite out of it without the without it shattering into a billion pieces and raining down onto your lap. So matzah doesn't qualify. Matzah is like a big piece of shatter. It just you, you crush it and it shatters. I, I would have to matzah. agree. Yeah, it's not right. Matzah, peanut butter, delicious. Peanut butter and jelly on a matzah, delicious. Not a sandwich. Matzah pizza, not pizza, delicious. Not a sandwich, even if you snap it in half. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. That's my feeling. All right, all right, all right, all right. So we have some uh, we have some ice cream sandwiches here from uh, Milk Cult, Milk Cult, DC, which are we've uh, been following them on Twitter for a long time. We've, I've never actually met them. I don't think. I've, I've, I was actually going to be in DC on um, on Friday. I was going to maybe stop, but I'm. What is it? This is a Ziploc like bag, Nastasia. I think someone pilfered some of the sandwiches. These are was sent to the show because. Uh, we did a, a, a session where so we're... So let's see how many you can eat. Oh, all right. Yeah, now, go. All right, let's oh see what we God. got here. I this didn't realize is, I was going to go sorry. into... That, I was young, by the way. This my wife doesn't allow me to do that stuff anymore. Like the most Vanilla stuff. chocolate Without, chip. Yeah. Now, uh, Jack informs me that in the trip, and I can see they were slightly melted and remelted. I would say there was like a 35% meltage happening, you know? 35% meltage? Yeah, and, and, and then we you know threw them in the freezer, so... Oh, so they're, yeah, yeah, the so wax paper. crystal then. A little bit. Not, like, all the way, you know? Peter's always got to hate. Peter, you know, Peter is, like, a big ball of hate. under season. Yeah, that's, like, like yeah, Peter, you, we told that story on the air, right? 
<laughs> we were at somebody's. Uh, where were we? We were in a. Some, we were in somebody's like we favorite here? restaurant. Uh, we were somebody's favorite Williamstown, restaurant in Williamstown. Somebody's favorite. I'm eating, so Nastasi, explain this. And uh, some professors took us out to their favorite restaurant. They asked Peter what he thought of the food, and Peter said, "Undercooked and overseasoned. Uh, overcooked overcooked and underseasoned. Oh, yeah. weird. Mm. So uh, no thanks, Dave. No, I don't want any ice cream sandwiches. Good. Thanks, man. <laughs> good. I'm glad you don't. What do you got? That's oh. a thing of ice cream. I just discovered something. It's hard to talk while you're eating an ice cream sandwich. Nastasia, you're going to have to talk for me. Explain what you're taking out of here. I took out a tub of vanilla ice cream, and now I'm trying to separate other sandwiches. I it's coconut kefir. Oh. Oh. Um, I don't want to spoil my appetite. What? <laughs> Really? Mm-hmm. You were mailing an ice cream sandwich from freaking Washington. You were going to eat it. Now, yeah, Peter, what flavor do you have? I don't know. What, I don't know what flavor this is. And Nastasia said that she's got the best one, the least melted one, the one that was closest to the ice pack. Vanilla. No, I chip. see vanilla beans, but it could be vanilla bean matter, of course, right? <laughs> hmm. Well, why don't you explain that little bit of nanny poo to the <laughs> audience while I'm finishing my sandwich? No, I mean a lot. Of, uh, this Dave actually loves telling this story. And it's really your story to tell, Dave. Honestly, but uh, apparently, in a lot of vanilla ice cream. Pretend you're Dave and say I black... was at a factory. Hello, this is Dave Arnold on Cooking Issues, yeah. and I want to tell you about my story about vanilla bean matter and vanilla ice cream. Yeah. So it turns out <laughs> that yeah. so it turns out that a lot of the the little black specks you see in vanilla ice cream are not really. They don't serve any flavor purpose they're just uh this stuff called vanilla bean matter which is just this byproduct from processing vanilla that has zero flavor but it just has the the little brown specks of uh vanilla bean in it and you can put it in ice cream to make it look like it has more vanilla in it and apparently dave went to a flavor house was it yeah yeah, in fact, and, and I don't know whether we want to call them out, but they're, they're uh, one of um, the people who um, helped us um, mm-hmm. on the exhibit. Well. Yeah. Oh, now he's eating a sandwich. No, I'm supposed to be out. talking. And so, like, I went and took a big spoonful of this stuff out of the uh, out of the barrel, and it basically just tastes like kind of like a little bit like a tea, like a little bit mildly vegetal. Mm. Yeah. Nastasia, even this has nothing to do with anything. So I'm not, I've already plowed through one sandwich, by the way. So that's how long it takes me to finish one. I keep going, except for I have to talk. I'll eat one, another one during break, uh, and then we'll talk mm. about it. But uh, Nastasia, you've been following this. It's kind of food related. This lemonade thing. Mm. 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 Uh, Jack has Jack has you know being a musical style yeah. person is uh, is definitely following it. I mean, yeah. Wait, this is coconut. No, not the one you have in your hand. No, that one. I would rather eat that. No, the, 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 what? I would rather eat this. The bucket? Mm-hmm. All right, jeez. Mm-hmm. Do you have a spoon, Jack? We can make that happen. We're so demanding. We're so, so demanding. Um, by the way, uh, it, one more note on the dump meals before we go. <laughs> oh! Can't take this lady anywhere. There it goes. Uh, one more uh, note on the dump meals. This this uh, woman, uh, what's her name again? Do you remember? Kathy Mitchell. Kathy Mitchell has slow cooker recipes for pork tenderloin in there. That's all. you see how hammered that thing is? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think part tenderloin is what I ate at that restaurant. Here's what, well, that's your fault for ordering it, fool. Yeah. But like the thing is, is like I think at the end of a slow cooking a whole pork uh, loin, right in the in the cooker. I think what you do is dump the sauce off, eat the sauce, and then use the pork loin as a Brillo pad to scour out your uh, slow cooker because that's yeah. <laughs> that's about how useful it's, it's going to be at the end of the pork. I use it as a pumice stone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, my uh, my thing didn't modify. I don't have today's uh, radio questions. I'm gonna have one. to do it. I'm gonna have to do it by. Uh, do you have the questions? They're just the one. No, there's two. 
Oh, the one I sent this morning. Yeah. Which what did you have about Lemonade, Dave? Did you have something there? Or just... No, I just wanted to know what you guys thought about it. I know Nastasia follows Beyonce and, and Jay-Z and, uh, you know. Yeah, Stas, you're into that? No. That's a lie. <laughs> I don't That's a lie. Them. Like on Instagram, I do not. Oh, oh no! I mean, in real life, you follow her. Like you're they like they happen to be somewhere I was. Yeah, and then oh, okay, they, yeah, whatever, whatever. Anyway, I had an issue because somebody I heard somebody the other day was like, "Yeah, Beyonce is like the new Prince," and I'm like, "Yeah, after she maybe if she learned how to play ten instruments." You know? Wow, wow. I mean, come on. Yeah, this is the first episode we had after Prince. I couldn't believe that oh, happened. Crazy. Yeah. What's your favorite Prince song, Jack? Whoa, that's a tough question. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of more Stay in the Time for the past week, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, what's the song? Uh, 777 I don't know if you know that one. It's, uh, it's good stuff. Yeah. I'm a fan of uh, Housequake. You know that song? Yeah, that's good. I like Housequake, and I like the Black Album, because I remember back when I, in, the, in the 80s when I was in high school, we went, I think it was the 80s, yeah, we went, we went down to St. Mark's Place. There used to be a place that sold bootleg cassettes on St. Mark's and bootleg, actually, LPs. Oh, right. And it was only go, available bootleg, right? Uh, I don't even remember the name of it. We always, it's like, it was upstairs, you know what I mean? And we would walk up the stairs to the, like, second floor shop. And it's all these bootlegs, and we were like, and, you know, kids, you're like, oh my god, it's illegal. Why is nobody busting these people? Ooh. And you yeah. buy bootlegs, and Prince had a whole, and at the time, this blew my freaking mind, right? Prince had a whole album, the Black Album, which he just never released. He did it, he finished it, compiled it, never released. I think he later did, actually. I think later it was officially yeah, released. Yeah, it did. It came out like a few years later. Yeah, but like back then, it was like the idea that like someone would compose a whole album and then just be like, nah, crap on it, and then not release it, it was like... Like and the, so there's a song in there called Bob George that I listen to a lot. Nice. It's all this crazy. You know that song? No. Bob. I think Prince single-handedly triggered my entry into puberty with the song Cream. Whoa, wow. that's way a lot of information while you're sitting there <laughs> pounding ice cream sandwiches and <laughs> making lewd gestures. That's a lewd gesture. Before he, before no he totally gesture. made a lewd gesture. There's no lewd gesture. That's a lewd gesture. No, it's not a lewd gesture. It's a total lewd gesture. Every day I have to deal with this people. Please. <laughs> this man runs a food museum. Can you believe it? All right. Hey, Cooking Issues gang, good luck on the centrifuge. By the way, we have the, what, the hopefully last prototype rotor before we can uh, like figure out and approve what's going on. So should be some updates soon. That's coming, what, next week? Next week. I can start testing with it? Hmm. Oh, I do not envy any of you that have to make items across intercontinental item manufacturing is, oh, such a joy. Right, Stas? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Good luck on the centrifuge. Uh, I have my ducats ready to slap on the uh, pre-order form. So my grocery store – So my, this is now that here comes the question. So my grocery store only sells cream in pints, and at the rate I go through it, I tend to only use half before it spoils. Any tip on how to keep cream fresher for longer – or fresh for longer? I primarily use it uh, for seasoning coffee. I guess lightning coffee. I would guess I would use about a quarter of a pint a week maximum, so I need uh, a pint of cream to last a month with quarter pint drawdowns. I have tried the room temperature stable mini half and halves, but the flavor is overly cooked, caramelly, and not what I am going for. That's just gross. Stuff straight yeah, gross. gnarly. Nasty. Fresh, sweet cream flavor is the best. If there's nothing to be done, any recipe suggestions to use up the cream before it spoils every week or two? Thanks for the great content. Chris. Oh, Chris. Chris, listen. Listen, first of all. Uh, cream, at least in my supermarket, cream is actually... Uh, vastly more expensive in the um, pint and half pint 
uh, things and vastly cheaper in the full court. So it's like you're paying only – like if, if you're buying like a half pint to a quart, you're only paying double for the whole quart versus a half pint. Now, once you have a quart of cream on hand, right, then you can use some for your coffee and then you can do all kinds of fantastic stuff with the rest. Butter, right? Making your own butter is fant- It's delicious. It's rewarding. And you get the buttermilk for cooking with pancakes or whatever, muffins or whatever. I don't know what you cook. Do you cook pancakes? Do you cook muffins? Any kind of baked good, right? Uh, the butter is delicious as butter, right? I don't bake with that butter, but that butter is great on bread and, and stuff like that. If you have a KitchenAid, it's pretty easy to make. You just got to remember when you're doing it, um, you want to uh, coat the um, – you want to coat the – put plastic wrap around the bowl so that you um, put plastic wrap around the bowl because it's going to spatter right as it goes. And use the um, use the uh, the cake mixing thing and not the balloon. The balloon is going to become a kind of a – I think. Don't I use that? Maybe I use the balloon. I think I use the cake because I think the balloon gets all nasty when the butter breaks and, and when it breaks and turns into a big ball. Anyway, maybe I can't remember. It's been a while. Uh, try both. They should both work. Uh, do it chilled that way. Uh, another thing to do is whipped cream. Hello. Whipped cream is so freaking delicious. Who doesn't like whipped cream? Stas, you, Stas, you like it? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, wow. what am I? I'm not, I'm not Satan. I know some people don't like whipped cream on things. Here's some things with whipped cream. Like whipped cream on ice cream, good. People say, oh, no, it's like it's like cream on cream. Yeah, good. You know what I mean? Whipped cream on cake, good. Whipped cream on – I don't put whipped cream on my breakfast items. Pancakes. Oh, like stuff. pancakes? I don't. Yeah. It's not bad. I just don't do it. I like whipped cream on cookies, though, at nighttime. I like whipped cream on donuts at nighttime. Not in the morning. I like whipped cream on a spoon. I like whipped cream basically – Dave Arnold's new children's book. In, in, in any format. Now listen. Listen, listen, people. Listen. If you're going to make whipped cream at home, the, the easiest way to do it is like uh, spike it with some sugar that's going to make it stay stable longer and put it in the EC canister under pressurization and it lasts a long time in the EC thing if you have a whipped cream uh, siphon. And that's the easiest way to keep whip, uh, whipped cream around so it doesn't spoil. You don't have to re-whip it all the time because if you whip it and put it in a bowl, it doesn't last very long. Now another thing. There are many different kinds of cream. You should look at the cream you're purchasing, okay? So the, uh, there, the best tasting cream by far is just regular pasteurized cream. But it's actually increasingly difficult. I mean, like, well, I'm sure unpasteurized cream is the best, right? But of the stuff that you can normally buy, standard pasteurized cream is, um, the, is the best tasting. But at least in the quart variety, which is the way that I buy stuff all the time, uh, you can't really get it because it doesn't last as long. Back, you know, if you work um, a food service, you can get that kind and you go through it so it doesn't spoil. But when you're buying, and I, I forgot, I didn't look at the small containers, but if you buy the quart sizes of, of cream, fresh cream, uh, they're high temperature pasteurized, like a, you. They're all, like ultra high temperature pasteurized cream, and they should last a, uh, a month. I looked it up. I, I my my Dropbox didn't update, uh, so it didn't come through. But I think that those things will last a month. But now you have to go through a whole quart in a month instead of just uh, how, what, do you, what do you say half pint or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, keep it in the back of your of your fridge, and it should and it should go on. Now here's another thing. Uh, you should start using cream in uh, soups. That is delicious. Cream, yeah, that's good. Cream soups. And then people could be like, you're cooking with so much cream. Be like, shut up. You're eating a whole thing of broccoli. It's with a little cream in it. Suck it up. Right or wrong? 
Totally right. right. Totally right. And then here's another fact. So there's a lot of argumentation. Argumentation? Argument. There's a lot of argument. See, I hate that. It's like I don't like the word utilize either. It's like a bunch of extra oh, yeah, syllables. You know, what, yeah. you know what a good way to say use, utilize is? Use. 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 Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Jack, what are your feelings on that? Do you have any feelings? On the, on the use-utilize debate? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with use. You go use. Yeah. Like Miley Carpenter, who runs the Food Network magazine and is like, you know, the editor in, in the family, other than my wife who edits my books, obviously. My book. Huh? Uh, is uh, they, That whole family hates uh, the word utilize because it's just – it, it has no use. The word utilize has no use over the word use. Mm-mm. Unless is there wow. some is there some sort of like unless you literally mean I am taking something that was not a tool and turning it into a tool then technically it has been yeah that is a good use for that but word when yeah, does no. that come up I'm utilizing my knowledge no you're using it yeah anyway then I say tool tool no 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 how would you use it in tool I wouldn't I mean I, I, what would we mean utilize a stick I use I use to, a tool I use yeah. I use a stick to beat you over the head right. boom wow. Beyonce uses a baseball bat to smash up that car. See? Doesn't utilize a baseball bat. That's weak. Weak. Uh, another one sh- – anyway, I'm not going to get – later on we can go into, uh, into uh, magazine editors' uh, grammatical uh, pet peeves because they're kind of interesting. Using, using to, from, and things that aren't a range. Hates that. Mm. Hates that. They have everything from chickens to french fries. And you're like, excuse me, not a range. Like what continuum has chicken on one side and french fries on the other? It makes no freaking sense. And they don't have everything anyway. That voice, of course. Well, that's how, you know. (laughs) Anyway, so just stay away from those sorts of of statements. How do we get into this? What are we talking about? Mm, I don't know. Cream. We're talking about whipped cream. Whipped cream. The problem with cream is, is that cream that you buy in the store, aside from whether how it's pasteurized, typically heavy cream, they know you're not going to use it very long, and they know you're going to use it for a lot of different things. They stabilize typically the hell out of it. So look at the box of, of cream on the side. And the stabilizers they use in the cream uh, will radically change whether or not, and here's the important thing for you in particular for what you're doing, whether or not the cream is 100% freeze-thaw stable. So cream, as it comes out of, well, after it separates, but cream as is given by the cow, right, if you freeze it and then thaw it, the um, ice crystals, and so Harold McGee has a very good section on this in On Food and Cooking, where uh, the as as it freezes, the the butterfat will form kind of uh, sharp butterfat crystals. The ice will f- uh, water will form ice crystals. These will mess with the fat gl- uh, globules. What are your thoughts on the word globule? Hate. hate, hate, globule, globule, the spores, right? Globules and spores. There's like Nastasia, like just like her skin is creeping. If you want Nastasia to have uh, nightmares, send her pictures of like leaf fungi. Oh, like, don't do that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not saying that the, the viewers here, listeners, don't want you to have nightmares. They're not going to do that to you. Uh, do it. Do it. <laughs> the, um, anyway. You also have a whole phobia. There's you know people who like can't look at like lotus roots, for example. Because mm-hmm. like the oh really grid of holes. Mm-hmm. You have that problem. Mm-hmm. Really. Mm-hmm. Is it ever since like, you hit that like, pothole in Brooklyn? Like tripe, for example. Also, yeah. things that yeah. the problem with Swiss tripe, cheese. The problem with tr- no. Ooh, Swiss cheese. No, it's Swiss, so you like it. No, that's not true. Swiss cheese is a little better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's more like a crater. Yeah. Because you yeah. can see the bottom of the hole. Yeah. Itchy. Makes you itchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. People who have this hole phobia, they get all itchy when mm-hmm. they see all these holes. This is a real thing. Yeah, I, I guess so. Is, real is there a I word heard about for it? The, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Let's see. 
Where the hell does that come from? Does it come from know. watching too much oh, of I don't know Shia LaBeouf the pronunciation and Holt? Here. Uh, There's some yeah, theories about... Trypophobia. Yeah. Trypophobia? Yeah. Like, like you're going to trip into... No, T-R-Y-P. The- oh-phobia. Oh, really? Could be tripe. I don't know. Tripophobia. My problem, my problem with tripe is, uh, is like, it's delicious, but that smell is so indicative of, like, slaughterhouse smell. You know what I mean? Mm. Anyway, in the, until you totally process it. Whatever. Back to cream. So, uh, <clears throat> so if By you, the way, I love that we're talking about cream after I said cream. You know, Prince. Anyway. Get, a, get, get on top. Oh, cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a boogie bop. Yeah. yeah. She said, well, <laughs> Peter always has to take it in an inappropriate place. It's a family freaking show. I don't know how many times I have to say this. Yeah. Hey, Peter. I got I got something for you that you'll appreciate coming up in a second here. All right, hold a second. All right, so cream. So listen. So what happens when you freeze cream that hasn't been treated? Oh yes, 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 yes. Sorry, you can keep talking, Dave. I love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I this love is, it. We are more scattered than even normal on today's show. Dave is now the Dizza. Oh, oh. we're more scattered than even normal. No, we can't get sued. Yeah. Oh, is that the amount you can do without getting sued? Yeah. That's what I just said. I don't know. So you've made that up. You don't know if we're going to get sued. That's right. right. I just started cranking into it. Anyway, whatever. I was going to try to explain cream at that point. But look. (laughs) uh, So if you don't add any stabilizers or whatnot, uh, uh, as I said, the butter fat will form little uh, thingamajuggers that ruin the fat globules. And the um, ice crystals will do the same because they're sharp. And you can read about this in McGee's on food and cooking. And uh, when you thaw the cream back out, probably won't break. But it, it... won't have a, a lot of the same properties. I don't know about the whipping. I never tested, but I know that that that, that kind of cream is not going to be as heat stable as it was before. So you're going to get a lot of fat separation, right? Um, by the way, uh, well, I'll finish before. But the um, but luckily, unlucky for some people, luckily probably for you, most creams that you buy. Again, I haven't looked at the small containers, but the large containers, the quarts, are heavily stabilized, right? So I looked up two different ones on the web. I looked up, or uh, I don't have it in front of me, but so do it from memory. Organic uh, Horizon uh, brand. Theirs is stabilized with Gelan gum, right? And so what Gelan gum does is is they're probably forming a very light. Um, a very light fluid gel with it to keep it uh, stabilized, but I'm, I haven't tested that one for free thaw stability. But um, that might uh, increase the free thaw stability. It depends a lot. Depends on which gelan they're using and like and, and what ratio they're they're, they're using because they don't say what kind of gelan they're using. Whether they're using high acyl or lower low high or low acyl gelan. But then I looked at Lando Lakes Lando Lakes uh, cream and Lando Lakes cream has a shotgun spray of stuff in it to stabilize it. So. It's got uh, polysorbate 80, which is an emulsifier. It's got mono and diglycerides, which is uh, another emulsifier. Mono and diglycerides, I used to use it more. I haven't used it in a long time. It's, uh, so uh, you know, a triglyceride is a fat, right? So it's, a, you know, it's got three fatty acids on a glycerin thing. And, it, uh, if you bri- and it's, obviously it's lipophilic. It, it likes oil because it, that is a fat. It's an oil. If you break off one of those fatty acids, right, now you have a little bit of a water-loving portion on where the uh, fatty acid was attached to the backbone. 
bone. And that would be a diglyceride. You break off two fatty acids and you have two of those um, uh, water-liking areas. And so you get this what's called amphiphilic molecule, monodiglyceride, that, that can do some emulsifying. It is very heavily balanced in the favor of fat, though. So you have to dissolve monodiglycerides in fat. And you can do all sorts of fun stuff with it, like thicken fats or make fat foams or all kinds of other things. But anyway, so it's got monodiglycerides in it, which is going to increase – which is probably going to increase its whipping ability of the cream. Probably going to help it on the freeze thaw. Um, I don't know if the polysorbate 80 is helping on the freeze thaw or not. I'm assuming it is. It's another emulsifier. I don't really know as much about the functionality of polysorbate 80 because I've never used it uh, as a standalone ingredient. Uh, but lastly and not leastly, it has uh, carrageenan in it. And carrageenan, it, all, you know, in these levels, like, it performs a stabilization um, similar to what Gelan's performing in the other thing. Long story short is with that poop spray of uh, stabilizers in it, I bet you you can freeze and thaw that Land O'Lakes cream uh, and use it without without issue. The issue – without issue. And then I say there's an issue. But uh, the problem is it takes a, a long time typically to thaw these things out. And you want to exclude air. So um, it depends on how your freezer works. Uh, but like a lot of times, even with liquids, I'll put – uh, liquids in uh, freezer zippies and then I'll, I'll get the air out with the zippy and I'll throw the zippies in because they freeze very quickly and it's, have you noticed Stas recently that um, some Ziplocs are crappy mm-hmm. I just noticed this recently the like brand, I, or? no no on honest to god Ziplocs I've had uh, a couple side seals go bad on me remember when, were those brand Ziplocs that time that we did the uh, the um, uh, blender drinks with the uh, I don't and remember we got so. Oh, they weren't. They were off-brand. The the where they I've been having problems is uh, the double seal on the top. You turn it on the side and it forms a little spout and it pours a little bit of liquid out of that top. So always invert your Ziplocs after you uh, seal them to make sure that you don't have a good seal. Anyway, exclude the air, Ziploc label. They freeze quickly that way and they thaw very quickly that way. So you can just put it in cold water running in the sink and thaw it out in a couple of minutes because if you just take a quart of cream and put it in your fridge to try and thaw it, good freaking luck. You know what I mean? It's going to take uh, forever. Another thing I've noticed is that when you're thawing, um, when you're using um, uh, milk, or it, I have this situation where I put milk that was already expired in a fridge, closed the fridge, went back a week later, and it was fine because the fridge hadn't opened or closed at all. So if you can keep your milk and dairy in the absolute coldest part of your fridge so that it's not uh, going through a lot of temperature fluctuations, it will last a lot, lot, lot longer. That's another uh, another point. Um, I had another point on cream, but I don't know. Should we go to a break? Maybe I can think about it. Yeah, and then I got a question for Peter that he can mull over uh, the break. All right, uh, so give me Antoine a question wants now. to know if uh, they have anything regarding sustainability at MoFAD, and with that, we'll be right back. No, not that song. Oh. Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market, America's healthiest grocery store with more than 400 locations throughout the United States. Download the Whole Foods Market app on your smartphone for recipes, sales, information, and digital coupons. Or visit WholeFoodsMarket.com to find a store closest to you. Before we come back, another thank you to Christopher Tompkins Tinch, who donated on behalf of Cooking Issues. There are a bunch more donations that came in. i got to go through the backlog, but uh, really appreciate that, everybody. And we're back. You're back. 
All right, so Dave is right now racing to see how fast he can eat a ice cream sandwich. Uh, anyway, so we had a question about MoFAD and sustainability, and yes, I mean in uh, in short, sustainability is is right at the heart of what we're trying to uh, do at MoFAD. And I think the big challenge for us is that so far we've only been able to take on one exhibition at a time. And the first thing we did was the Puffing Gun exhibit, which traveled around and looked at the story of breakfast cereal. And the exhibition we have up now is on the flavor industry. And so we've really only been able... And the way we approach things is we like to do take on really narrow stories and do a deep dive. And so we haven't had a chance yet to do an exhibition that looks at sustainability in a, in a big way. But we've been taking it on in our programs. And so we've done programs. Uh, we did something with Slow Food, for example, where we looked at some endangered uh, food species and highlighted them. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's stuff that's all incredibly important for us and that's going to come up in an exhibition very soon peter you got so political there i like it yeah it was yeah, good i mean no it's serious that's how you can tell it's really mind. serious no <laughs> no antoine so antoine dave and then maybe we could take this later but antoine elaborated and he's like oh can the dave, dave and the crew in the chat room comment on interesting innovations in sustainability for avoiding food waste upcycling and repurposing like making shrubs out of spent fruit or produce what do, you mean, what do you mean shrub? Oh, shrubs. Yeah. I'm like, plants? What are no, you talking no. about? Yeah. Like shrubs, like like uh, yeah. drinks. Yeah. 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 Oh, uh, speaking of shrubs, uh, another thing you can do with cream. Uh, <laughs> just came up with a recipe uh, last oh, week for stabilized cream syrup to use in uh, cocktails like grasshoppers where it doesn't break no matter what you do to it. So you just add sugar to the cream. Not a full simple syrup. I, I got to get the ratios. I, I calculated it at the bar. But you uh, you, you sugar it. I think it was like 30% by weight or something. i got to go look it up. And then you add a little acid to pre-break the, uh, the milk proteins a little bit. It thickens quite a bit, but it is stable as the day is long in a drink. And it's good. We're going to be putting Cream that issues. Cream issues. With Dave Arnold. It is creaming issues. Uh, oh, no. Creaming is not oh, a gross word. It's a technical freaking dairy term. Jerks. Right, Jerk. Expensive. Jerk. So how, oh. how quickly did you eat that uh, ice cream sandwich? So first of all, uh, the question is how... How fast, how quickly can I eat a Milk Cult DC uh, uh, ice cream sandwich while still enjoying it and making fun of Peter while he's talking on the microphone? And the answer is 45 seconds. So I can, I can eat one in 45 seconds, still enjoy it, so I'm not like pushing it into my face at the fastest rate possible, and make fun of Peter while he's talking in 45 seconds. Very impressive. Yeah. I mean, a shadow, a shadow of my former self. Shadow, Did you, were you there at the uh, at the uh, French culinary hot dog eating contest? So they had a hot oh, dog God. eating contest, and uh, he did it in a. And at the time, I was like yeah. smaller no, 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 even no, no, than no, I am no. now. He did it in a lucha libre mask. Yeah, El Santo. Yeah. yeah, but I had to. I had like 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 Rocky style. I had to cut the mouth hole because right. the mouth hole wasn't big enough to shove the hot dogs in. So yeah. I had to cut the corners of the mouth hole. And, oh, and so like creepy. all these big guys were like, yeah, whatever. I did, I hosed them. I like yeah. just ripped them. I, did, I went full Kobayashi. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? The squeeze and dunk, squeeze, yeah. dunk, break, smash into face. I remember you telling me about in high school how you used to drink whole two liters of soda at the supermarket to be able to just hand the bottle back and get your deposit money. I'm cheap. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> drink a whole two liters. How, how, how recently was that? That was no, I was in high school, man. I, I had no, school, I had no okay. money, so like you know, you were. I was at a summer program, and like you know, the the fifty dollars I had was the fifty dollars I had. You know what I mean? And so, like, you know, after and I don't drink flat water; it's disgusting. I think I've mentioned this. I, I at the time I was drinking diet soda, 
So mm. I didn't want to pay them their deposit, so I handed them the money. They took the deposit. I drank the entire two liter in front of them, put it back down onto the counter, and got my money back. Wow. Because that's, <laughs> that's how cheap I am. But I, I can't imagine you actually enjoyed that entire two liters. That's where so, you're wrong. Uh, I am the utility monster. Uh, I enjoy. I enjoy down to the bitter end. I told you. Well, you weren't here. Uh, but the, the, you know, the... Certain things I've never like. I can't have another. Like I could have. I won't eat another ice cream sandwich now because it's like I'm older now and it's gross. And I've had two already, but uh, it's. Not, I'm not not eating the next one because I wouldn't enjoy it. You know what I mean? Thank you, by the way, to Milk Cult DC for the, uh, for the sandwiches. Um, Nastasia, how's the ice cream? Ice cream. I don't like it very much. Why? Because it tastes like um, lemongrass. Oh, and you like, hate. Tastes like Asian. She, she hates lemongrass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Tastes like Asian. <laughs> well, for, yeah, for those of you that don't know, Peter Kim is uh, of the Asian persuasion. I like him. Also, I'm having a slight breakdown right now. What do you mean? Because I looked up trypophobia, and the first thing that comes up is just freaking photos. And like inside right oh now. Oh my god, I'm I can like, tell you're actually yeah, like scratching I'm yourself. Like, oh, she is, she is. She is scratching herself. Well right Ooh, now. it's not a good Google oh search, god. I will yeah, say. Not doing well. Please don't send Nastasia Lopez oh my God. crazy. Wow. Yeah. Having a visible reaction to it. <laughs> That's not, crazy. I mean, it's a rough that. search. I don't know why you did that to yourself. Because she can't. I wanted to see what remedies there were. And then, of course, the first thing is just like, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, so the remedy oh, apparently man. is not it's total immersion. Yeah. It's not like, <laughs> so here's the remedy. Boom. Yeah. All right. Hey, yikes. So uh, we had this in from uh, John uh, Vermeilen uh, about... Actually, we have an invite to go visit. He has a pasta factory. Nice. He didn't mention the name of it. I looked it up, but I'm not going to mention it because if he didn't mention it, maybe he doesn't want me to mention it. On the, they, they're like, they do a lot of contract uh, work. But they make lots of funny shapes. They make like uh, the little pizza pizza wedge mm. shapes. What are your thoughts on funny shaped pasta? No, I don't like it very much. What about for kids, though? It's bad. Like what? It's bad. I think like all regular pasta shapes are funny shapes, though. Like, what are your what are your feelings on pre stranglers? Strutzabretti. I like those. (laughs) Do you like it because it contains the word strangle, or do you actually like the texture? No, I like the texture. Yeah, but you think the funny shapes are not texturally involved? They're just they're just pictures. Yeah, and they usually break. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I hate Well, that. it's because people overcook them. You know what else I saw? Because they're selling to uh, commercial establishments, one of the things they sell is heavy wall pasta for retort applications. <laughs> and I was like, because we've had actually people wonder about, like, you know, how to put p- uh, pasta into soups and stuff here. And it's like, well, the pros, I guess, buy heavy walled pasta for retort mm. applications. So we said use like ores. Are you getting better? Yeah. You're recovering? Mm-hmm. I think I'm tryptophobic now after looking it's at so that rude. stuff. That's bad. So I, I, just have to, I have no Nasta- reaction to it. Nastasia. Really no reaction no. to it? Really? Nastasia is like like some sort of chipmunk, like wiping her face <laughs> off. Just, if, if, as though there's a hole on her face stop. that she can wipe off. This is very Yeah, itchy, this very is crazy. I, I, yeah, I've I never was, seen such a reaction before. It's so gross to me, and I can't move. So that I, actually, I actually wow. feel bad for Nastasia now. Mm-hmm. And that never... Never. That, never. That's the first. That's the first on the show. Wow. Hey. Yeah, I actually. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, you know it's bad if I feel bad. That's true. Uh, I've been catching up on some cooking issue shows. Uh, in the January 26th show, you mentioned a pest control fumigant. What about that word? Fine. Fine? Uh, well, you're like, with what I'm worried about in my head, fumigant. <laughs> yeah. Um, fumigant used for food manufacturing facilities. It's now banned because of ozone concerns. You're probably thinking of methyl bromide. Yes, I am. 
Uh, our pasta plant in Fairlawn, New Jersey, now uses profume when we fumigate, uh, though it's unfortunately not as effective as methyl bromide. Our nemesis is typically – this is – remember, it was in result because someone was trying to cure a bunch of hams in their house, and I was worried about mites for them. Uh, not as effective as methyl bromide. Our nemesis is typically the red flower beetle. Oh, I hate those mothers. You ever had um, – if you buy – have I discussed this before? If you buy uh, certain kinds of like small run organic flowers or uh, or like specialty flowers like shapati flower, a lot of times the facilities aren't as like, like locked down as like the big milling concerns are. And so you can get uh, like eggs from things like that and then they will later get infested, which is why I freeze the hell out of all those flowers. Do you freeze those flowers, Peter? No, I never thought about that. That's a good idea. Yeah, or yeah. like if you bring spices from another country, you should mm. freeze those suckers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you're going to store them for a long period of time, because who the hell knows what's going to pop out? Like you, you know, who knows? Maybe you could bring the next Asian longhorn beetle with you. Yeah, no, don't do that. Uh, I wonder whether that's ever happened. Usually they come like uh, like pests like that come in on. I guess it has happened. Uh, usually they come in on things like crates and whatnot. But mm. anyway, because uh, like spices aren't uh, on the list of no brings, right? Well, yeah, but then anything brought in... Well, actually, it's interesting. Yeah, I guess not. Don't know. Yeah. Um, but stuff brought in commercially all gets fumigated. Yeah. Our nemesis is typically the red flower beetle, and profume just doesn't kill the eggs very well, so you have to just increase all your other pest management work, which is the right thing to be doing anyway, of course. Hope this is helpful. Uh, fan of your work and great to see MoFat on such a role and this is a side note Peter, Kim and I actually had a good chat about pasta and noodles or Italian-American food history as a potential museum topic do you remember said conversation? yes of course it's John I've been emailing with him I would like to go great see guy. his fa- uh, factory yeah I told him we, we try to come out he's in Philadelphia? no Jersey, Jersey yeah. Fa- well, I don't know where Fairlawn is yeah. it's in Jersey yeah um all right, so uh, a couple of updates. I fired – I by the way, I told you last week, I think I told you that I brought this chicken gun into the city but then wasn't allowed to fire it in the city, this chicken cannon that I built. I brought it out to uh, – back to Connecticut, took it back together, fired another chicken because Dax wanted to see it shoot. 250 mile an hour. I launched it into the forest. It hit a tree, hit the top of a tree and was still going up when uh, – at, at the 300 foot mark when it hit that tree. Crazy, man. What's a chicken gun? Well, I, I, I already went through it. Yeah, I'm not going to go through Never it again. Mind. I just you know, thought I'd give people an update on it. Um, now, what was the question we had about sustainability and shrubs and whatnot? Oh, like repurposing old fruit? Is that, is that what he said? Old fruit. Now you sound like an English dude. Old uh, fruit. Uh, spent fruit and produce, you know. Yeah. So Food waste, upcycling, repurposing. Like obviously, anyone at the, anyone who is paying a lot like in a commercial application even at home you should but in a commercial application especially you see a lot of waste and it and it and it bothers you right so you have uh <clears throat> certain things you just you have too much of and there's never going to be enough use for it like you know we have so many lemon and lime and grapefruit peels that like unless we literally open another business making marmalades and weird things like that. It's not even the right stuff for marmalade. Uh, you'd have a, 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 a tough time. But uh, I always enjoy finding um, uses for, for things. I mean, it's kind of, a, you know, it's, it, it's a responsible, uh, it's responsible to the, your restaurant or yourself because you throw away a lot of money. And it's responsible, it respects the ingredient because you're getting the maximum amount of use out of it. And it's just responsible all the way around. And I think it's a really good mental exercise as well to try to reduce the uh, amount of waste that 
you have. Now, there's various ways you can do this. One is to take all of the scraps and just cook something disgusting and force your employees to eat it. And that's the, what like used to be like the old family meal style. I remember uh, uh, Alex Guarnaschelli once told me that when she was working at you know some like two star or whatever two like three star Michelin I don't know in uh, France what they would do is they would just collect up the raft from clarification like all of the like the spent lean ground meat and spent egg whites and like foam and gunk and just serve that up here's your family meal enjoy enjoy the raft Stas would be like crap on this like imagine Stas what would you do if that like you'd be like I hate the raft really yeah wow hate the raft anyway Mm. so like that's one way to uh reuse things is just shaft your shaft your friends and family um but there's a lot of like other obviously like certain things can be composted Uh, any vegetable peelings can be used to make stocks which can then be frozen on fruits i mean um when we have leftover juice we try to reuse it for cordials when we have peels it's a little harder like i made a batch of grapefruit bitters once out of a bunch of spent grapefruit peels and it was great but i made a lifetime supply out of like one day's grapefruits you know what i mean so it's hard to figure out a uh, 100% use for all that because a lot of times you'll need a lot more especially in a bar right so when you're ordering meat it's much more responsible to design your menu such that you use up the right amount of each thing. But when you have a bar, it's hard to say, well, I'm going to have a bar now, and so you're going to have 35% peel-based things, right? So you're going to have – it's like you know, half oleosaccharum. No, oleosaccharum is great, but we don't go through enough of it, and people demand uh, more fresh lemon juice drinks. And so I can't really – Oh, you know what? I probably could. If I had more more cojones, I could probably figure it out. Right, Stas? It's just a matter of not having the, the will or the cojones to do it. Right? Well, that's an interesting idea. It's hard. I think it's difficult in a bar with things like spent fruit. Luckily, that stuff's typically not as expensive. And when I am using really expensive materials like strawberries or like there's a new drink on the menu that Felipe made with nopales. Did you have that? Did you like that? Rum and nopales? Mm-hmm. It was good. Uh, things like that, we typically get very, very high yields because we're using a centrifuge, so there's very little waste, uh, which is one of the reasons I like a centrifuge and which is why Nastasia and I are going to start selling uh, more centrifuges. So, Stas, do you have a recipe picked out that you're going to make for next week? I I think I'm going to do the chili. Or I'll do the slow-cooked pork and sauerkraut. Okay, Nastasia's going to come back with her dump meal version of slow-cooked pork and uh, sauerkraut. Shout out to uh, Milk Cult. Uh, thanks, Peter Kim, for coming on to uh, the radio program. We'll see you next week. Oh, next week is uh, Rangham? Rangham. We got Rangham from uh, Catching Fire, uh, How uh, Learning to Cook Made Us Human. I think that's the exact title of the book. We'll have to look it up. Call in your questions about how cooking made us human next week on The Cooking Issues. for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.